know who Andrew Tate is? Yeah. Do you like him? No. Why? Because I just think he says a lot of misogynistic stuff. Do you know who Andrew Tate is? Yes, I do. Do you like him? No. Why? Because he's a misogynist. Misogynists are discussing whether they're in Afghanistan or a swanky London studio. Am I a misogynist, am I? I don't think, I, first of the things she said, I don't even truly believe. It's, I can, if you're prepared to listen to me, I'll explain to you exactly why she's utterly, completely and utterly wrong. If you can go through the points again, she's well, do, do you think one. you're a misogynist? Absolutely not. I'm not a misogynist on any level. This is one of those buzzwords they throw at and that just throw at people randomly. Homophobic, racist, misogynist, they just throw it out at people. What is I'm, your view of women? I'm a realist. What is your real view of women? I absolutely not really love women. I adore women. I have good relationships with women. Not a single woman has come up to me on the street since I've been canceled. Not a single one has said anything negative. Every single one of them has said positive things. You're a traditional male. I wish more men were like you. You understand your masculine roles. You understand what you're supposed to do. You understand you're supposed to protect women. You're exactly the kind of man I'd be looking for. I've never had a negative interaction with a female ever since I've been dubbed the biggest misogynist Where in the world. Is the... Please, please let me finish. I'm sorry, sorry, Pierce. Also, there's not been a single woman who's accused me of a crime, not a single woman who's accused me of rape, not a single woman who's come out and said anything from my entire past of 36 years I've done anything wrong ever. Anybody else with my level of fame, any footballer, any other movie star, at least has people who've come out and accused them of rape, X, Y, Z. I have no woman who's come out and ever said I've hurt her. No woman who's come out and ever said I've done damage to her or been horrible to her. Everybody who ever interacted with me has said I've been a nice person. All of them. Here's so what, this okay. random Twitter nobody who seems to know so much is full of... All right, you, you've responded to her tweet. Yeah, uh, she's a liar. But here's what, where is the line for you between masculinity, which I will always defend, and which I agree with? I think a lot of women like men to be masculine, and, and what has become known as toxic masculinity. And the reason I ask you is that you are engaged in that debate with men all the time. Where is the line for you where men shouldn't cross, where the behaviour should be kept within a line? Please define toxic masculinity. Well, you tell me what you think it crosses a line from being a masculine good man to a bad man. There's no such thing as too much masculinity if it's genuinely masculine. Genuine masculinity is not out here to hurt people. It's absolutely the opposite. It's out here to protect. And when bad things happen, they call traditionally masculine men. If you need a firefighter, you need a masculine man. When you call the police because of the problem you had, you want masculine men. And as soon as a woman or a man is in trouble, when you look for backup, you look for masculine men. And masculine men have a duty to provide and protect those they care about. We have a duty to do things we don't feel like doing because we know we're supposed to do them. And that's why we stayed in the Titanic and died. Those were masculine where men. Did you, where did you get your views about this from? It's what I grew up with. It's the family I grew up around. And your the, father, and, your mother? Yeah, and, and the world I lived in. And I think a lot of the things I'm saying now about masculinity and how people should act in the world how the world should function were considered completely normal and accepted by everybody only 20 years ago. I think the world's just lost its mind. For me to stand up and say a man should protect a woman now gets to be called a misogynist and cancelled. If I said that 10 years ago, everyone would say, duh. And what's funny is, everyone who argues against me and says men shouldn't protect women, especially all the feminists, if they were with their boyfriend and a man broke into their house, guess who they'd expect to go downstairs? Who do you think? Think they go themselves? Are they going to Afghanistan? No, we send men to do these things. So well, we, send women, we send women in the armed forces too. We, you, you have to generalize when you make points. There are many, many exceptions. People exceptions do not disprove the rule. No, but there are, you've got to concede there are many courageous women serving in the armed forces. Absolutely and utterly, completely correct. But by and large, traditionally, soldiers are men. Exceptions do not disprove the rule. Well, it's not an exception. It's a fact that there are a lot of women now in the armed forces. Correct. But if you were to take the average soldier, they are a male. If you're allowed to say who's a male and who isn't nowadays, I'm assuming their gender, I apologize. If you were to take the average soldier, they're a male, which means that exceptions are the female soldiers, which because there's a lower percent of them, a lower probability. Exceptions do not disprove the rules. Men do the fight. What right now say? in Ukraine, men cannot leave. Women are allowed to leave because men have to fight in the front line and women are allowed to go to Dubai. 
That is how it is. What do you say to young men who come to you for advice, who feel lost, who don't really know where they fit into society? I say that life as a man is exceptionally difficult. I say the most beautiful and the most terrifying thing about being a man is you're born without value. Society doesn't care about you. You're only going to be cared about based on how useful you are. You have the chance to build yourself up and become a superhero if you're prepared to do the hard work and be indefatigable enough to never quit. But if you're going to stand around and wait for a handout, nobody's going to ever respect you. And I think that a lot of people have forgotten about how difficult and how competitive it is as a man. We're always in constant competition with each other. And it's your duty as a man to stand up and say, I want to be as important and strong and good-hearted and God-fearing as possible. And I need to work hard to achieve those things. Dame Sheila Hancock says we've become too over-emotional as a society, crying too much about everything. Has she got a point? She's completely right. And the dangerous thing about overly emotional men is that they're dangerous. They're genuinely dangerous. This is what's crazy. All these people who talk about toxic masculinity and how bad it is for men to be traditionally masculine. A traditionally masculine man does things he doesn't feel like doing because it is his duty to do them. He charges into the building because it is his duty. Not because he feels like it, because it is his duty. We're now teaching the new generation of men that they don't have duty and they can just act on their feelings and act how they feel and they don't have to act as a man should. Do you know what happens when you get men who just act how they feel? You get school shooters, you get violence, you get rapists. Men who do not control their emotions are dangerous. If you find a man who is stoic, he's not going to hurt people. He's going to sit and think about his actions very carefully, and he's going to be a good man who protects for and provides for his family. You find a man who just acts out on impulse and does whatever he feels like, you're going to find a dangerous man. Sitting here telling men to cry more and act with their feelings, and it's okay to feel this way, that way, etc., and have no self-control. That is why we have the problems we have in the world. Absolutely nutly wrong. So when they talk about toxic masculinity, they have it completely inversed on its head. Completely nutly wrong. We need to be teaching stoicism. We need to be teaching young men to understand that the world is very, very difficult. It's hard to be a man. You're going to feel bad sometimes. You need to suck it up and perform anyway. Not just sit there, you cry your eyes out, or blame other people. Tough or being cop a out. woman too in modern society. It's certainly tough being a woman, but I'm not a woman, so why would I speak on issues I do not understand? I'm a man. You can feel so, empathy for women. I feel empathy certainly, but I do not understand their issues. See, a lot I, of men come up to me and they admire you. I've got to say, a lot of women. I've spoken to don't admire. They think you represent misogyny. They think when they hear you not commit to saying the Taliban shouldn't be banning women from university education, why can't he just say that's wrong? Well, firstly, that's not my experience. I experienced the absolute and utter opposite of that. Secondly, it's because it's a moral point I'm making. My moral point is I speak on things I understand. I speak on experiences I've had. Would you believe in equality? I speak. Yes. I speak on. uh, Sure. I speak on subjects I know intimately. I do not feel qualified. I'm a realist, and I do not feel qualified to sit and discuss the gender laws in Afghanistan. I have not been to Afghanistan. I have not researched the subject thoroughly. I'm not going to sit here and say how they have Taliban should be running their country. It's nothing to do with me. I find it quite flattering, Piers, that although, you know, I understand I'm monumentally influential, the most Google man on earth, etc., I find it very flattering that you think I have some kind of control over the domestic policy of Afghanistan. But I assure you I don't. I don't. No, no, so I'm, it's not, nothing to do I'm with not asking you to have a view on having uh, influence on the domestic policy. I'm sure the Taliban couldn't give us stuff what either of us say about it. Um, it's just curious to me that it's an easy win for you to make women think you're not anti them, to say that when they're not given equality, as the women in Afghanistan clearly are not, because they're not allowed to go to university now, as of today, that is clearly unequal, unfair. We should all be able to agree that that is wrong. Well, Certainly, as a realist. Even you, tough guy, Andrew. It's not a tough guy. I am a professional. As a professional, I can state that, yes, it is not equal. Yes, it is not fair. That is obvious for anybody. I'm not saying those things are not true. What I'm saying is, it's nothing to do with me. What? If you were born 100 years ago, and it was the 1920s, you'd be in some ditch in northern France. 
living in the fucking mud, hoping not to get killed by a random sniper in some bullshit war you barely understand for four years. <laughs> then you come home and hope your wife hasn't been bombed. Yo! You understand? Well, 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 but that's the world. That's the world. The world has become ex exceptionally easy for a lot of men. It used to be a diff different place. Most men were kind of fodder. Most of us would have ended up in wars dying for fucking no reason. Damn. Now we don't have to do that. So because we don't have to do that, men think it's okay to just become comfortable now. You don't, you're not supposed to be comfortable. You were never evolved to be comfortable. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. Right. And if you find make yourself uncomfortable constructively, it's very easy to be anything you want. I find it amazing that people will sit there and spend all their time upgrading that character, making as much money as they can, getting the best guns, getting strong, getting some hoes, meeting important people, getting the best car. They'll do all that in a game, but they won't do it in real life. I, I find that incredible. Like I, I, My life is GTA. I don't need to play a game for GTA. If I want a gun, I'll fucking buy it. If I want a car, I'll fucking buy it. I want a bitch, I'll get her. It's me. I am GTA. I don't see why people play the games. They play the games because they're scared of loss. Because if you die in the game, you get another chance. If you lose in the game, you get another chance. In life, you get one shot. Damn, that's... But if you get some balls, if you get some balls, that's what life is as a game. That's what life is as a man. This is one big video game. You get to upgrade your character. You're not born with any value. All these women that you just put me on with are born with value. They're pretty already. They're gorgeous already. They're good looking enough. Even if they're a five, someone's going to give a shit they exist because someone wants to fuck them. As a man, if you don't make yourself valuable, you have no value. You have to get up and do it. Just like a video game, you start with fucking zero. You have to decide if you want to complete it. You have to upgrade your character. So I find it amazing that men are going to play video games and fuck about and waste their time instead of upgrading their character. Everyone knows what to do. You know what you have to do. You're right. If you had to become the most dangerous, intelligent, respectable man on the planet, you know you're supposed to go to the gym. You know you're supposed to train, learn how to fight. You know you know all these things. You don't do them. That's your that's your decision. It's your prerogative. I didn't I didn't make that choice. I made the choice to do it all. I decided all of that. And every single man watching this can do the exact same thing, which is why I have very little pee. I'd never make fun of someone who hasn't got a choice. I wouldn't make fun of someone born with one. I have a choice, though. But if, you, if, if you've right. made a fucking decision to be less than you should be, then I believe you should be mocked for that decision. I agree. I, I feel like, that. yeah, because, like, you're not living up to your full potential. Like, it's your choice to basically not live up to your full potential. Completely. And me as a man, when I put myself through hell, when I have had such exacting, such stringent standards for myself... Why would I then have less exacting, stringent standards on the people I meet? Why would I put myself through hell to be me and then meet someone who didn't put themselves through hell and then treat them like my equal? No, fuck you. I suffered when you didn't. So you're not my equal because you decided not to suffer. You have enjoyed comfort when I haven't, and that's fine. But don't expect me to look at you as my equal because you're not. I'll snap your fucking neck. When I tell people that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, everyone agrees. They go, yeah, that's probably true. The people, the five people you spend the most time with, that's what you're going to end up like. They say, yeah, that's true. And then they continue to hang around with people who they don't want to be. Why? You have, there has to be a point. There has to be a point where you sit and go, okay, you're my friends, et cetera, et cetera. I love you guys. Yeah, we can talk, whatever. But I'm on a different life path. You have to leave some people behind. You wouldn't want to be, if you were to come hang out with me and you were in a room with me and my five friends, you'd feel, you'd feel self-conscious. You're right. You don't feel so with your friends. Because you only, so you don't, you, you only, you only surround yourself around people that are on like your level of like. I'm with killers. I'm with killers. We're fucking monsters. If you were to come hang around with me and my crew, you would be self-conscious and that self-consciousness would motivate you. Or they would certainly instill the discipline required for you to change. You don't feel self-conscious amongst your peers. That's why you don't change.
If you were to get in a room and you're the only person who ain't a fucking monster, you'd want to become a monster. That's life. That's humanity. So I say this to people all the time. If you know you're the sum of the five people you hang around with, why are you hang around people you don't want to be? Brother does 500 push-ups. I ain't going to be the bitch of the house. I ain't going to not do them. Right, right. I'm so that, that's another reason the war room exists. My organization, the reason it's so competitive is the reason we kick people out. You have to Damn. fight to keep... Even, even if they pay, you're like, I don't give a fuck, get out. Like, I don't give a fuck, get yeah. out. I'm out. It doesn't matter. Everyone pays to join, you get kicked out anyway. You have to fight to keep you your place. That's the whole... Keep... Damn. That's because that's how life was. If we were still in the animal kingdom, the lions that you see on TV, they weren't just born big lions. They had to fight other lions. They had to fight to get that antelope. They had to fight other animals, hyenas, jackals. They had to fight to be the boss. We're living in a comfortable world now where people think, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. But you know what? To some degree, it does matter. It does matter, and I'll tell you who it matters to. It matters to your soul, and it matters to God. I stand in the mirror with a pure heart. I know I am the best version of me that could possibly ever exist. I know that God is proud of me. There's nothing that God hates more than sloth and laziness. If God were to create a man and that man were to sit around and do fuck all, God will frown upon you. It's why you're never lucky. If you're listening to this and you think I'm never lucky, I'll tell you why. Because God dislikes you because you're fucking lazy. Start to work. Start to show God the beauty of his own creations. You'd be amazed how lucky you'll become. God is unhappy with these people. And inside their hearts, they're unhappy. We talk about depression, anxiety, all those things you mentioned earlier on this podcast. That comes from self-loathing. You loathe your own weakness. You loathe your own laziness. This is what all of these things are. I don't feel depression. How can I feel depression when I'm the most powerful version of me that I could ever fucking be? How can I feel depression when I can squeeze my own hand hard enough to break my own bones? How can I feel depression when I've smashed and destroyed 68 people's faces in front of me? Men who thought they could test me in fair combat. How can I feel depressed? It's impossible. Watch your friends when they're on TikTok. How long can they even focus on a video before they have to change? Half a second, a second. All of your minds are broken. You can't even focus on anything anymore. You are constantly distracted to the point where you can't even appreciate the good things in your life. You're distracted. Your minds are broken. You need to rewire your mind and resist the slave programming. How? They have pro. I'll tell you how. First thing you have to do is identify it. You have to identify what is happening to you. I use my mind to break the trap. What I do is I allow my enemy to manipulate me on purpose. And then I use my mind to break the trap and punish the perpetrators. I will sit on TikTok for a day and I'll just enjoy TikTok. And by the end of the day, I'll watch myself. How fucked, how quickly I'm looking to be entertained, how little time I give a video, how fucked up I am. And then I'll blink and I'll cure my fucking brain. You must allow yourself to be manipulated and you must fix it. All of it. You just talked about not appreciating the things you have. Then blink and cure your brain. It's not difficult. There's just no competition because everybody's fucking distracted. They're getting distracted by this, distracted by that, watching fucking Netflix, jerking off to Pornhub like fucking jackasses. It's so easy to win if you can control your own mind. But it seems that nobody fucking can. And that's how the people who run the world keep the world running because they have all the slaves exactly where they need them to be, permanently distracted and semi-depressed, working their asses off in jobs which will never satisfy them and never pay enough money. That's the matrix. 
I can't imagine a, a mind frame or a mindset where I want to do something and can't do it. Right. So it's 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 almost dis- difficult for me to answer that question because if you have that kind of mind, if your mind is so fundamentally broken that you cannot do with your own mind what you want to do, right? You know, like that, then you're then you're just fucked, right? Life is hierarchical. There's always going to be kings and there's always going to be peasants. If you have a mind that you can't control, then you're never going to be a king. You're going to be a peasant. That's your life. You have a peasant's life ahead of you, and that's your that's your destiny. Enjoy, right? There's always been peasants. That's life. But I I believe that. I mean, the most important thing you can do as a man is, is to gain control of your own, is to gain control of your mind. Once you have control of your mind, life is so ridiculously easy. It's it's so ridiculously easy. It's so easy to be in. People say to me, Tate, you're in good shape. All you do is drink vodka and travel the world. You're never even home. You never even have a gym. How do you do it? It's ridiculously easy if you control your mind. If I decide to do a thousand push-ups, I'll do them. Maybe I have to do them one at a time. Maybe I'll get tired. Maybe I need a break. I'm going to do a thousand because I said I'm going to do a thousand. It's not fucking hard. Everyone knows what they're supposed to do. Once you control your mind, it's easy, right? Getting over a breakup with that bitch. You miss that girl, you're upset, you miss her with all your heart, da-da-da. But once you realize she's gone, if you control your mind, she's gone now. She's gone now, gonna miss her. That's a shame. Off to the gym. <laughs> but like, it, you, you either control your mind or you don't. And, and this, all of these things stem from the same problem. It's something you can do. It's something that is learned. It's something that is taught. But it's it, it's something that I needed to survive. So for me, it's easy, right? It's all I've ever known. Right. But people have like, now they don't need it to survive, so they never develop the skill. That's just how it works. At the end of World War II, when men seen seen when men went to Europe and saw unspeakable horrors at the end of World War II, did they all come home and need therapy, or did they all come home and get back to life? Get back to life. Because because that was everyone was taught to have a mind that they control because they needed it to survive. There's no one else. That's that's how life worked back then do what i'm supposed to do wow uh, it, it's it's not a matter of how i feel or how i'm motivated if i was depressed it's impossible but if i was depressed my life would be and the day-to-day activities would be exactly the same as if i was ecstatically happy you wouldn't be able to see a difference i'd be up at the same time i'd be in the gym the same i'd be doing the same shit it, it's those are my duties as a, my duties to god i don't how i feel has nothing to do with it completely unrelated how i feel is unrelated to my duties to god they don't change based on how i feel they're the same and they will be completed because i refuse to fail god or my bloodline you could take 150,000 of these people and 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 sh- and tie travel back in time and stand them in front of their ancestors and their ancestors who fought fucking saber-toothed tigers or escaped the, the Mongol hordes or managed to dodge bombs in the Second World War. All the shit they went through just for this fucking cretin to be born. And to look at him, look at who he is, listen to his life story, listen to what he does on a day-to-day basis, and they would feel nothing but fucking shame. Your ancestors did all that shit, all that struggling to survive, hunting, hunting and gathering, fucking avoiding enemies, Anything it took, dying at age 30 from a tooth infection, all the crap they went through just for you to be born so you could smoke weed and jack off. That's what your ancestors died for. That's what they worked so hard for. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.